In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Please be seated. In our gospel reading today, everybody was coming to Jesus from all over the place, from inside and outside of Israel, with afflictions of bad health and attacks from evil spirits. He healed everybody. That's what the text says, everybody. However, however, your body can be okay. And you can be safe even from the devil outside you. But Jesus says you're still not necessarily, you're still not necessarily released from captivity or set free from oppression. You still may not know the liberation from slavery that comes with God's jubilee, the year of the Lord's favor that Jesus two chapters ago had said he came here to bring. You're not healed as long as you were afflicted. You're not free as long as you're held captive by four things. Your possessions, your appetites, your emotions, or your need to be light. Your possessions. Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God, but woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. I, I hope I'm not projecting on you, but you're probably a lot like me. No matter how much I have, it's never enough. I think that I'm really happiest when I know that something is on the way from Amazon or eBay. Can I get an amen? amen? Yeah. Okay, and you're not free as long as your appetites control you. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Okay, I'll bet that a lot of you are like me in this regard too. It's difficult for me to eat at the Cheesecake Factory. You know why? That menu is so thick, and it is so full of good stuff, I'm afraid that I'm not going to order the most perfect thing on the menu. Don't even get me started about the infinity of cheesecake choices. It's bad. You're not free if you're victim of your emotions. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. In my years as a professor, every semester, one bad student evaluation could undo 50 that said, best professor ever. You relate to that? Fourth, your need to be liked. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you, revile you and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice on that day and leap for joy for surely your reward is great in heaven for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. Now here, I suspect that most of you are like me, that you want people to like you. There are a few of you who don't really care. 
yeah, there's some people in this room that don't care. But I'm not really talking to you. I'm talking to those of us who want to be liked. I remember a parking lot conversation with a lady who found out I was an Episcopal priest. And she said she was from some out, outlier cult and was just glad that we worship the same God. I was surprised at how hard it was for me to say Sorry, ma'am, but I don't think that's the case. Jesus says, I am the way to the Father. I wanted her to like me, and I was afraid that when I said that, that would be it. Even though we were, it was just a chance, a happenstance encounter in the parking spot. And, but at any rate, that's me. Your possessions, your appetites, your emotions, you need to be liked. Or a problem. Now, in Luke's day and Paul's day, Jesus' day, there were Stoic philosophers who had an answer. Their answer was, hey, look, just free yourself from all desire. Deaden yourself. Wanting at all is the problem. So, as ACE therapist and counselor Bob Newhart would say about wanting anything, stop it. Just stop it. My dad's advice was a little more genteel. Son, don't let your highs be too high or your lows be too low. And then, of course, the way my inner Eeyore translated that was, always expect the worst and you'll never be disappointed. The hedonists in Paul's day and Luke's day and Jesus' day had another answer, which was an increasingly popular answer in the Greek and Roman world. Eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we shall die. And in fact, in 1 Corinthians 15, a portion of which we read this morning, Paul was just about to quote that to the Corinthians who had decided that we don't need a resurrection, so let's party hardy. How many of this evening's Super Bowl ads will be proof that that philosophy didn't die in the ancient world? No, those of us who believe that Jesus died and rose again and that we are called to die in him with the promise that we will rise again, we know that there's a need for and provision of a deeper healing. Let Christ control our possessions. Let Christ control our appetites. Let Christ control our emotions. Let Christ control our reputations. The Christian answer is exemplified by Absalom Jones, the first black Episcopal priest who happened to have died on February 13th, 1818, 204 years ago today. First, Absalom Jones used his possessions to purchase the freedom of his wife so their children could be free. When he was in his teens, Absalom had been sold to a Philadelphia merchant. And working for a merchant as opposed to some southern plantation, Absalom was able to earn a wage and over time, he could have bought his freedom. In his 20s, he got married to a fellow slave. And he worked and worked and worked 
to buy her freedom so that, according to the law in Pennsylvania at the time, their children would be free. And then it took him several more years to earn enough money to buy his own freedom. His possessions were his to care for somebody else before caring for himself. Blessed are you poor, for yours is the kingdom of heaven. Second, Absalom Jones learned to control his appetites. In 1793, yellow fever struck Philadelphia where Absalom Jones lived. It hit just about as hard as the great influenza of the early part of the 20th century, just about as hard as COVID-19 has hit us worldwide. Their appetites set on maintaining their own health. A large portion of the white population of Philadelphia left the city. Absalom Jones and his minister partner at the time, Richard Allen, now the following year the two of them would co-found a church. Absalom would go on to become the first black Episcopal priest. Allen would go on to found the African, the African Methodist Episcopal denomination. Absalom and Richard Allen stayed in Philadelphia to work with the famous Revolutionary War doctor, Benjamin Rush, to offer aid to people left behind in Philadelphia. Jones and Allen organized a corps of black people to care for Philadelphia's sick and to bury the dead. And according to historian Thomas Hill, under Jones's and Allen's leadership, almost 20 times more black people helped the plague-struck citizens of Philadelphia than did whites. Blessed are you who hunger, for you will be filled. Third, Absalom Jones controlled his emotions. Furious at North Carolina's Fugitive Slave Act of 1793, which made it illegal to free slaves without a court's permission and required the return of improperly manumitted and escaped slaves, Jones twice petitioned the U.S. Congress to outlaw such an unrighteous law. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. And fourth, Absalom Jones knew that because of Jesus, he didn't need to be liked. Originally, Jones was a Methodist. And along with Richard Allen, he was one of the first blacks that had been licensed as a lay preacher to preach in the Methodist church in Philadelphia. Problem was, while Jones and Allen were allowed into the pulpit at their church, when it came to praying and kneeling and worship, they and all other blacks in the church were required to do so first against the back wall and then eventually up in the balcony. Finally, they decided that that was just not the way of the Son of Man. So they left, started their own church. As much as they desired the approval and acceptance of their white brothers and sisters in the Methodist church, they knew they had to take a popular and un, 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 a prophetic and unpopular stance. Blessed are you when people exclude you. Rejoice and leap for joy. That is what their ancestors did to the prophets. 
And so, friends, four takeaways for the deeper healing that Jesus offers in his blessings and woes. May you and I not be possessed by our possessions, but rather may we follow Christ and the men and women who have gone before us to see that whatever prosperity comes our way, and may much prosperity come our way, whatever prosperity comes our way, may we see it as a means to be a blessing to others. May we hold the things of this life loosely, knowing the freedom and joy that comes with giving generously. Second, may you and I not be held hostage by our appetites, whether for food and drink or for a merely self-protective lifestyle, but rather may we follow Christ and the men and women who have gone before us to share our tables and our homes and to risk our lives, or even maybe just to curb our freedoms for a while if health experts say there are measures that we ought to be taking to take care of ourselves and one another. May we be free to live in plenty and in want. Even free, maybe, to go to Cheesecake and just kind of close your eyes, flip the pages and say, that's what I want today. And to be content. Third, may you and I just not be jerked around by our emotions. Whether it's personal slights or the realization that we live in a fallen world where a thousand wrongs assault our consciousness every day. But rather, may we follow the example of Christ and the men and the women who have gone before us to bless when cursed. Maybe especially that guy who comes up behind you weaving in and out at 100 miles an hour, just pull over and say, bless you. And may the Lord give you the extra special blessing of coming upon a state trooper a few miles up the road. <laughs> may we respond bravely and humbly, creatively and redemptively. And fourth, may you and I not need to be liked so much that we fail to point everybody we meet to the Son of Man who gave his life an atonement for sin, who rose and promised that we all will rise to an eternity, either of fellowship or alienation. May God give us the courage and the strength and the hope of an Absalom Jones and a Richard Allen and countless men and women who've gone before us to show the reconciling love and the true freedom of the children of God, which has been freely given us in God's Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. For our gracious Heavenly Father, He lives and reigns with you, with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.